0: Talking with Topher is sponsored by New Hampshire Vape Gallery, Slowdown Clothing.BigCartel.com, and NaturalBossNH.com. More on that later. Let's get in episode 78. What is happening, TWT fans? It is so good to be back. Oh, I'm always so excited. This week, every week, I'm telling you, it's the best. And you want to know why it's the best, because of all of you out there. That's right. All my subscribers, thank you. I appreciate it so much. Remember to hit those like buttons, uh, share, rate, review, and, of course, uh, comments. All of this stuff helps the podcast get bigger And I need your help to do that. So I thank you all so much um, for supporting and coming back week after week. If you are new to the podcast, you need to be hitting that subscribe button. Smash it. Stomp on it. Lick it. I don't care. Just click it. And while you're at it, set the alarm so that you know when all the new episodes upload. Uh, share, rate, review, and don't forget to make friends in the comments section. All of that stuff helps the algorithm. It helps bring it out into popularity, right? So I need your help to do that. You know, um, I can only do so much from my end. I need more of you to get involved with the podcast. There's so many other ways to do it as well. That's right, right? Talking with Topher at gmail.com. Talking with Topher at gmail.com is the official email of the podcast. If you want to get some free slowdown merch, well, you got to put slowdown in the subject line. You got to tell a story. And then if I pick it out, read it, and maybe have a conversation with you over Zoom, then you're going to get some free slowdown merch. And if you want to do that, again, you have to put slowdown in the subject line, and it's 2.0. T-A-L-K-I-N with Topher at gmail.com. That's talking with Topher at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow me on social media. Yes, social media. Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and Facebook, right? I'm on all of them. I'm out there. I'm trying to put myself further out there. And I need more of you to help me along. But you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and Facebook. Put out some content all week, every week. And now with all that out of the way, woo! it is time to get into today's episode. And I'm going to start today's episode off with a disclaimer. Yes, disclaimer. Nothing I say in my podcast today, yesterday, any day, doesn't matter when I say it. I do not uh, condone or uh, encourage any of the things that I talk about on this podcast, okay? I always want you to do your own homework and figure it out for yourself and don't think uh, that if it sounds cool, you should go and do it because it's not. That's why I'm on here doing this to show you how stupid of a person i was when i was young okay so that's my disclaimer i wanted to get that right out of the way i want to do a quick weekly roundup all right before i get into my monster of a story and the life lesson that it taught me i want to talk about my week uh because it was a wild wild week and i also wore this shirt to go along with the uh <laughs> With the podcast. That's right. It's range day. Um, it'll probably make more sense by the end of the story. So my week uh, went really well. Uh, Wednesday was a great day, a, a beautiful morning. Um, and me and the wife uh, had to go get a new couch. So what I did was is I got a U-haul. We filled up a whole shit ton of stuff. Three couches, one satellite dish, two doors, a bunch of broken stuff, a couple bags of trash and leftover uh, stump grindings and a bunch of bricks and just a whole bunch of trash, right? So I fill this U-Haul up, and then we go. Um, I had to edit the podcast, of course. And then, of course, then after that, it was go time. So we go to the dump. Now I call the dump. I look the dump up. All of this stuff. We get to the gate. The guy at the gate looks like uh, Doc from Back to the Future. Uh, longer hair though, but just frizzy, frizzy, frizzy. And of course, as soon as we get to the dump, about three o'clock and two o'clock in the afternoon, um, starts raining. And it's always the perfect time to start raining, right? When you need to be outside and uh, you're going to be throwing shit away. That's when you want the rain to come. So we get there. We get to the gate. This guy looks like Doc. And then all of a sudden, he's like, all right, I need to see what's in the back of the truck. I say, cool. I pop the door. He's he's looking at everything. I'm going over what I have. And he goes, ooh, that's going to be a problem. And I go, what's going to be a problem? And he goes, the brick. I was like, what? A brick, and he's like, Yeah, we charge by the pound, we don't have a scale right now, we're technically not open. I'm like, what are you talking about? Now, mind you, not only does he look like Doc Holliday, but his face is painted white, and this is a white man. I guess he's just afraid of the sun. I, w- I really wanted to tell him he should probably get some vitamin D, that would really help him. But um, so he's white, white face. Doc Holiday hair. He's looking over the truck telling me I got to get charged per pound on the brick. I'm like, oh, my God. Can you bring that back tomorrow? No, I cannot bring that back tomorrow. I have today and today only. Goes back to his truck, goes back to his board, comes back over and goes, okay, it's all free today. My mind was blown. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's free? Yes. Something's working out in my life. So I'm like, all right, we got to go. And she's like, why? I go, he just told me this is all for free. And I want to get it out of this truck and get the hell out of here as fast as possible before somebody above him goes, hey, 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 we can't do this for free. Oh, and I had two ACs. That's right. Those were the other big uh, things. So I'm now we're, we're going where we need to be. We're dumping everything and we're getting the fuck out of there and we get on the road. To go get the couch. We grab the couch. We come home. By 7 o'clock that night, I'm sitting down on the couch enjoying my supper. It was great. It was just great. I love the new couch. I love the fact that my back doesn't fucking hurt anymore. Uh, My wife is super happy with the Chase lounge. You know, it just worked out. Everybody's happy. And I got to empty my garage. Finally. I am so excited to finally be able to start utilizing my garage for more than just trash. So now, um, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, a little bit of a boring week, Um, but Friday morning was wild, okay? Uh, So I'm driving to work, 101, heading to Seabrook, and (laughs) I get, I'm in the slow lane for once. I get over, and I start, you know, trying to get past the person I was next to while the person, uh, that's ahead of me is only doing 75, which I know is 10 miles over the speed limit, but still everybody knows we're all going like 80, 90 miles an hour now. So I'm like, Oh, okay, well this guy will probably wait for an opening and then he'll get out of the way. Uh, it happened once he didn't get out of the way. Then he, instead of slowing down, I see him tossing something. And I'm like, oh, maybe he's throwing a cigarette out. Maybe he's got a booger that's stuck on his finger. And then I see his arm going like this. And I was like, wait a minute. Is he throwing change at me? No. And then, yeah, I'm dodging pennies, nickels, and dimes. This guy is like... I don't know. He must think I'm right up his ass. I, I gave him a half a car length. It's not like I was like on top of this guy. And it was early in the morning, you know, nine o'clock. So I was like, eh, I'm taking my time. I'm not worried about getting to work. So we finally get to another opening and he still proceeds to not get out of the way. Okay. That's where I draw the line. You're throwing money at me. And you're not getting out of the way. There's nobody else here. I'm out of here. So I go around him on the incorrect side of the highway. Cut cut in front of him because now he decides to speed up. I don't know what the fuck these people's problems are. But this is the way it is. So I'm going and I'm I'm speeding. I am speeding now. And we are just cruising. This guy is trying to keep up with me. And he's doing a decent job of it. And I didn't realize it at first, but when I finally, you know, got to a comfortable spot, I looked up in my rear view, and the guy is going like this. And just firing his fingers at me. He's just doing this. Yeah. Pointing his fucking fingers at the windshield and making it look like a gun. He's holding it sideways and everything. I am laughing so hard. Now, mind you, this started at exit seven, and... We're getting close to exit 11 now. And this is the funnier part, is when he comes behind me, right, and he's doing all this, and I don't know what he's saying. He's flailing his hands. He's doing all these things. All of a sudden, I see his eyes light up, and he darts across the highway. Just Now, he's in the fast lane. There's the traveling lane, and then there's the exit. So he cuts across, almost clips somebody in the traveling lane, then cuts across the solid white or yellow line for the exit departure. So you know he's gone too, fa- too far past the exit. Like, if he was a split second more off, he would have nailed the guardrail. But luckily, he didn't. But he almost took out somebody else. All of a sudden, you hear just a horn and lockup of brakes and I look over, and this guy has almost taken out somebody else who was properly getting off the exit. And um, I start laughing, and I don't know why I did this. I wish I didn't. For some reason, instead of smiling and waving at him like I should have because that would have dug deeper, I turned, I smiled, and I laughed, and I gave him the finger. Right after I turned around and put my finger down, I went, why the fuck did you do that? We don't flip people off. That's how they know they won. Damn it. So I felt really crummy about that, but I was like, "You do, you deserved every fucking thing you just got. You, I don't understand what the hell this problem was. So Saturday morning, this woman walks in, and I have a group of people. Uh, everybody's like, Oh, well, I, I, you take them. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this and you take, you know what I mean? I just kept getting passed around and passed around. I finally made it to this woman in her sixties and she wants a mod for her tank. And I'm like, cool. Uh, that's all you want. Just a mod. Let's walk over here. We walk over to the case. I'm look, I'm showing them to her and she's like, well, what do you know about these? And I go, well, I know that they're, 100 watts single batteries or 200 230 watt double batteries. And she's like, "Well, do any of them have DNA chips?" And I'm like, "Oh, you know." And she's like, "Well, what's the chip inside?" And I'm like, "I don't know. Unfortunately, uh for me, I'm not into mods anymore, so I don't really know all the spec- specifications unless they put it on the box, then I know about as much as you do." And she just looked at me and she goes, "You know what? I think I'm going to go somewhere else where somebody knows more about the devices. And I was like, okay, I hope you have a wonderful day, blah, 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 blah. blah. But in my mind, I'm like, everybody comes here because we know more than 90% of the people behind counters. So I was like, all right, well, she may or may not be back, but I think she's going to get more frustrated going other places than she did with me. At least I was upfront and honest with her and was like, I'm not going to lie to you about the, the, these things. I'm just going to tell you what's on the box. I don't know how they perform. I don't know how they act. I don't know why everybody wants the people in the vape store to use every single product that's out there and know every." inch of it because we don't i don't joe doesn't every vape shop out there barely knows anything about what they're selling so for your expectations to be that high you're already letting yourself down it's just crazy to me i disagree with it i will never know everything about these devices and one day when i'm done vaping i'm gonna know even less so But I thought that was very interesting. It made for a wild morning on Friday, made for an interesting morning on Saturday, and then Sunday shows up, and now I got projects, right? Grass is growing in great. I finally get to mow it. I fight with both of the weed whackers to just get them running um, or keep them running, get everything done. Mow the whole thing. It's so nice to not have to mow around a tree anymore. It's nice to be able to see what the lawn is going to look like. Of course, I'm going to put up pictures. Now I got to, by 2.30, I finished mowing and weed whacking. Now I got to um, finish replacing spigots or pickets. Is it pickets or spigots? Um, I can never remember which one. But all I know is, is that, I have to replace them. So I'm replacing them because there's a few of them I just tapped with a hammer. And I'm like, oh, I'm, well, I'm glad I didn't let the dogs out yet because they would have just jumped right through this fence. It's crazy how little it was actually holding them in. So I replace all of that. Now we're getting to 545. I, I'm, having, I'm struggling with the last piece of fence. And I finally give up because now the holes aren't big enough, blah, 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 blah. It's just complication after complication. So I'm like, screw this. And then I go to fix the latch on the gate, and the piece of wood that I had put in there had completely rotted out and fallen apart. And I'm like, oh, okay, if everything's going to start going wrong, this is when I end my day. So I end my day um, Sunday, and then this morning I wake up Monday, and I have a doctor's appointment for something that's floating around in my nose and I can't seem to get it out and I need him to look at it. Well, he does. He doesn't find anything. He, I, I just think at this point, he thinks I'm a hy- hypochondriac. Um, cause I've gone and seen him three times and three times he's told me everything is perfect. Now I understand he's a mechanic looking at his own work. I don't think he's just blowing. Uh, you know, I don't think he's just Saying that his job was done so well that there's absolutely nothing going on. He's like, if I found something, I'd get it out for you. But I'm telling you right now, you could drive a truck through that thing. And I'm like, well, okay, fine. So it's annoying. I still have it. I don't know what it is. But he says he can't see anything. So maybe hopefully one day it will dislodge itself, whatever it happens to be. I go to Home Depot and then I get the bore. Or the whole, uh, the whole bore, and I had to get a three inch for the width of the for the width of the width of the frame of the fence, so I could stick it in there and then screw it all together. And my my wife stayed home from work, um, you know, so she's got stuff going on, so she was home. She wanted to help me with that, so we finally got the fence done, and the gate is secured. And the gate opens and closes better than it ever has. So I guess second time's the charm, putting something together. Um, And now that is all done. And here I am with all of you today. New Hampshire Vape Gallery is located at 180 Lafayette Road, Seabrook, New Hampshire, down the street from Home Depot and next to Smoke Rings. Well, we are open seven days a week from 1030 to 8 p.m., And you can always give us a call, 603-814-4171, and you are more than welcome to shop in our store without a mask. Uh, We've got new products. Yes. Check this out. Grape kiwi. And strawberry lemonade. How about watermelon apple? But wait, I like kiwis and I like watermelons. Whoop! Look at that. That's watermelon kiwi. Yes, that is right. Isn't that amazing? New flavors from Salpe. The collection is still going strong, and we've got all the flavors that you're looking for in stock today. You want menthol, you want disposables. I've got all the Esco bars, including. The brand new Escobar Boom Delta 8. Look at this device. I love it. Cool pattern on the back. Nice print. It's got the clear window so you can see all your stuff. And they vape amazingly. Super smooth, great flavors, and just an amazing product. And you can get all of this stuff here today Or any day because we're open seven days a week at New Hampshire Vape Gallery located at 180 Lafayette Road, Seabrook, New Hampshire, down the street from Home Depot and next to Smoke Ring. You can give us a call 603-814-4171 and as always, I look forward to seeing you there. Slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. That's slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. Dot com. You're not sure how to spell that. It's right here at the bottom of the screen. It's also in the description underneath this video. These guys are just always updating. They're always updating. It's always something new, and I love it. They got brand new uh, shirts. Look at this. They got a 2021 Dragon Graffiti. They got Cobra with Skull tee. They got a gorilla with a cap. I Fucking love these kids' cobra tees. I mean, the kids' tees have grown uh, so much. Uh, we got kids' space monkey, kids' gator, kids' girly bird. It's amazing to go along with their already enormous uh, collection. It's just keeps getting bigger and bigger. The prints keep getting better and better, and the colors are always. As bright as they've always been. It's just amazing to me. I love this company so much. Uh, but you got to go and check them out. Whether you need any of these one items that I went over, or you're looking for sweatpants for the fall, you're looking for sweatshirts for the fall, you're looking, maybe you want to get some beach towels for next year. Maybe you need some board shorts for next year because yours tore while you were thrashing those waves. Who knows what you need? But they're going to have it here. All right, that's slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. That's slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. Again, if you're not sure how to spell that, it's right here at the bottom of the screen, and it's always under the video in the description. naturalbossnh.com. That's N-A-T-U-R-A-L-B-O-S-S-N-H.com. You need hand sanitizer? Are you having stressful days and you need to melt that stress away? Get yourself some foot and body soak. You got a big beard and it's all snarly and looking kind of ratty. Get some beard oil. Smooth that thing out. Looks slick for the ladies. That's what I'm talking about. Got dry skin like I do. Fall's here. Winter's around the corner. Dry skin is inevitable for people like you and me. Get some salve. Their salve's amazing. It feels great, smells great, and works even better. Well, no. It works great. Uh, and the lip balm. you got to get the lip balm. I live next to lip balm in the winter. So I'm excited for the season to change. And I'm also excited for all the spices coming out. But I'm also excited to help small business. And that's what you would be doing if you checked out naturalbossnh.com today and bought one. Or all five of these products and just help a small business out. Everybody says how they like small businesses. Well, here's your opportunity to help a small business out and it feels good doing it. All right. So buy one or all five of these products today at naturalbossnh.com. And now back to talking with Topher. Let me get into my story. The reason I wore this shirt. Uh, The reason I had all of you subscribe in the beginning, uh, this is it. This is the story. And I think I did a disclaimer in the beginning, but I'm going to do it one more time. I do not condone or encourage any of the behavior that I did in this story. Um, I am telling you this story not because I think it's cool, but because... Um, I want everybody else out there to learn from my stupidity and I do call it stupid because what I did was stupid and, uh, that's it. I mean, I just don't want anybody to reenact this. I don't want anybody to do anything like that. You, you have to be your own person and, uh, this is not cool. There are a few spots in the story where you might see me light up a little bit. I can't say that I regret it all. Actually, I don't really regret much of it, but it's still not cool. It's still not something to go and do, and I highly, highly do not encourage anybody to cop any of my actions. Okay? So with that out of the way again, Um, this all starts August 14th, 2007. So that is just a little over 14 years ago. Wow. 14 years ago. You want to know something else too before I really get started? This is so soothing to me. And no, that's not a beer. That is liquid death. That's right. Liquid death. I'm staying hydrated during this podcast and every podcast with the best mountain water I've ever had. Literally the best water on the market. Liquid Death. You got to get some. I know they're not a sponsor but I wish they were because I drink this stuff by the case load. It's so good and so refreshing. And opening up that can, even when I'm driving, it triggers something in my brain that is so soothing. It's probably because I used to drink and drive so much, which I also do not encourage. But drinking liquid death in driving, drinking liquid death in podcasting, drinking liquid death, period, it's probably the best thing you can do to murder your thirst. But all right, let's get into it. Uh, So, August 14th, 2007. I get up and start my day off the way I always did. That's right, early morning. Why? Because I work third shift. So, being up early in the morning is no trick for me. I always wake up early because of the fact that I'm working third shift at Walmart on the maintenance team. And at this time in my life, it was nothing to not get a lot of sleep so that I could have a full day off. So, I am drinking first thing. It's what I'm doing. I'm drinking and smoking butts. You know? Staring out my window, people watching. It's what I like to do. I like to people watch. And I still do it here, I did it at my last place, and I did it in this place. Now, mind you, this is my very first apartment I got on my own. That's right. When I was 27, I got my very first apartment. And if you're like, well, I'm 24 and I got my first one, you know what I say to you? Good for you. You're doing better than I did already. At least I hope you are. But, yeah. Uh, actually, my friend Tyler just got his, too, and he's 25. I was like, dude, it's so great. It's so great to get your own place. It really is, because now you get to find the person that you are. And the person that I was, well, he wasn't a very good person, but I found him. So I'm, watching, I'm looking out the window, right, and there's somebody new moving in. So I'm like, oh, wow, she's pretty hot. I wonder if she's moving in by herself or she has a boyfriend. I see two older people. That could be her parents. You know, I also like to get to know my neighbors, so I'm kind of scoping it out. And uh, the girl, well, my, she was my ex-girlfriend who I was still working with, who we still talk to each other. And now that I had my own place, she had a way To get away from her grandparents. So she wanted to come over. I allowed her to come over. To fulfill my needs. Like I said. I wasn't a very respectable person. Back then. I was just doing whatever I wanted. Whenever I wanted to do it. um, And didn't really care who I hurt. In the process. Um, So allowing. Those things to happen. Were very uh, unhealthy for both of us, um, realistically. Um, so she asked me what I was doing because now she's awake. She's like, what are you doing? And I said, Oh, I'm just watching. I'm like, look at that hot girl over there. And I was getting to a point in my life where I was starting to feel comfortable because we were broken up. The girls I was hanging out with had no problem with the way I was just talking. And I kind of forgot, like, that she... I was hoping that maybe because we weren't together, she would be able to look at things a little bit different. But you know how it is. As soon as the old feelings come back in, everything goes right back to the way it always is. It doesn't really get much better. Some people are just toxic for each other. and then we were just toxic people. We were toxic to each other. So now... We're in the middle of a fight. That's right. She's bitching at me. She's yelling and screaming. Oh, why don't you go fucker? her? Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I'm not doing that, but I'm, I mean, if I see something that's attractive or eye appealing, I might point it out, you know? Um, so we're in the middle of this fight. I'm now drinking faster. Trying to finish my cigarette faster. And basically get out of the apartment. I don't even care if she stays in the apartment. But I need to get the fuck out of there. Um, so as she's yelling and screaming at me, I'm thinking of the other person that I've been hanging out with. Because she's a lot more enjoyable. She doesn't yell and scream at me. She takes me for who I am. She makes me feel like I can be myself and say stupid shit. And she doesn't have to yell and scream at me. And this is my now wife. So I was seeing, I was, I guess, in a relationship with my ex. Starting a brand new, fresh relationship with my now wife. And I was still seeing two other people. So I was a pretty douchey person back in the day. I also wasn't sure of what I wanted. And that isn't that what the dating game is? Isn't that what dating is? I thought it was. So I was just dating everybody. And I I I couldn't let her know that I was thinking about this person. As I'm trying not to allow her to dig any deeper, um basically keeping my mouth shut, you know. You were still yelling and screaming, I'm thinking about my my wife and I'm just like oh this is fucking bullshit right so now I finish um, as I finish the bottle that I was drinking and put out my cigarette probably my second or third one by then um, I tell her to fuck off and I decide to uh, to get on my bike and go to the Concord liquor store but not before. Uh, grabbing my gun. It was a Springfield XD-40 Cal. Beautiful. Beautiful firearm. Beautiful. I had some brass knuckles straight from Italy. They were beautiful, and I really missed them. Um, And then some other shit that escapes me. Uh, So now I'm on my bike. I'm out the front door. I'm going across the parking lot. And she is now, my ex, she is now yelling out the window. And she's not yelling at me anymore. She's yelling across the way to the girl moving in. A great way to start off your moving, right? With a crazy psycho yelling at you, telling you, hey, the guy on the bike wants to fuck you. I was like, oh, good, good, good. I live here, and now we're going to be... Here, this is awful. I'm like, oh my god. So I'm embarrassed. I wave, of course, because I'm fucking drunk. I'm all, I'm already yeah. I'm already half in the bag. I mean, I drink a half a fifth. So I'm like, whatever. How you doing? And I drive along. They don't give a fuck about me. Um, like I said, this is a very unhealthy relationship. Uh, <clears throat> Riding my bike uh, was the only way for me to get around, right? Because of a DWI 2nd that I got in 2005. Uh, so, I always had to ride my bike. I had a small pocket buddy. Um, that's a little tiny flask. I think they're 325s, right? 325, 750, 1 liter. Yeah. So, I think they're 325s. And... Um, They would always be curved. They have a little curve to them so you could put them right in your back pocket and you wouldn't bust it. And that was, oh, most of the time that was always uh, VSOP. I loved VSOP. That or Hennessy. Hennessy was amazing too. But those were my poisons. Those were them. Whiskey, Hennessy, VSOP, blue label, not red, Um, but, oh, God, that stuff, man, that stuff. So, I had that in my back pocket as I'm riding my bike. I'm drinking on that. Um, I stopped off on a path um, to avoid the road. Uh, I finished that. I finished the uh, back pocket. Now, mind you, I haven't even gotten to the liquor store yet. Um, I finish that off. I stop off in the woods, I'm friggin' hanging out, smoking a butt. I I just I don't remember if I used to smoke that much while riding my bike. I think I even most of the time stopped riding my bike to smoke butts. Um, I get back on the bike and finish the 32 minute ride to the liquor store. I get in and I buy another back pocket buddy and a bottle of something, some nips. You know, I go all out. By the time I got there, I was, I was finishing up some shit, too. I, I, I'm just, I had it everywhere. There wasn't, like, one little spot you could go to in my apartment, in my pockets, in my bags, in my car. There was always liquor somewhere. And if there wasn't, I was getting it. Mind you, the entire time I am being called by my ex-girlfriend, and she is calling people saying she is so worried about me, right? She's worried about me, blah, 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 blah. I start, I start the hike back to the apartment. On my way back, I am screaming at her and telling her I am going to shoot myself if she doesn't stop calling me. Because it's off the chain. I don't understand. I, I still, to the, to this day think it was way too much calling now granted she at this point thinks i'm completely suicidal now i am not suicidal by any means never have been hope i never am but i was using it as an excuse to get her off my back well that's not the excuse you want to use that just drives people crazy and now they want to protect you They want to keep you alive. You have a gun. They think you're going to kill yourself. It's not a good situation. So, of course, she calls one of our other co-workers. Um, And I'm going to say co-worker because I do not consider this person a friend, and I don't think I ever should have. And that's the problem with co-workers is that they're co-workers. They're not friends. I learned that a long time ago, and I especially learned it from this. There was a Chinese food restaurant. Yeah, like little Chinese food restaurant. We used to all go to it, my family, everybody. I stopped there because now I can drink there. So I stopped there and shut off the phone and get off the road so that they can't find me. I'm doing this all intentionally. I sit down. I make sure they don't notice that I'm already drunk. Because if they notice that you're drunk, they won't serve you. So I have to be whatever. I'm chewing on gum. And I'm like, I want a shot of 151 and I want a Guinness. They get me both of those. I'm friggin' sipping on my Guinness. Then I friggin' light my 151 on fire like I always do. Fucking blow that shit out. Hit that back. Finish up the Guinness. Get back on the road. Um, at this time, the coworker is now involved. He is also driving around on the streets of Concord and Penacook, looking for me, as she is. Um, I think it was called Jade. the Jade Orient? I think so. Uh, that would be the restaurant. Yeah, you could also smoke butts inside, so I was smoking cigarettes inside. Um, now mind you, I am enjoying every second of this because I know I'm not suicidal. So I just think they're all being stupid. I'm just like, what are they doing? So stupid. No, they were being worried. I was being stupid, right? I told you this whole story is a lesson. My coworker, uh, was calling me as was she, but I was not answering anymore. I found out what was going on, and I wanted nothing to do with it. I leave the restaurant, and now I'm on the path that I was on in the beginning, just chilling and smoking and drinking, right? Because I know that they're still looking for me. I have now shut off my phone completely. So she and him are worried that i am i'm going to kill myself, right? I have the gun. I am tanked. Um I already said I would never do this, but they don't know it. They don't know it. I'm in a hysterical state. I'm angry. Um 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 mostly angry. I'm mostly angry, right? So now I'm heading back into Pennacook. All right. And when you head back into Pentecook on Borough Road, there was new construction over to my left. And there was a gas, there's a, I think there's still a gas station there on the right. Um, it was a local gas station. This had to have been anywhere as around 11 or 12 now, um, Now, my ex is in her car, and she spots me. (sighs) She is driving uh, her green Jetta. She starts gaining on me. And I notice that she is getting extremely close with her car. So close that I'm worried she's going to hit my bike. And knock me off my bike. And I don't know if you've fallen off a bike before. On pavement. It's not fun. It's not comfortable. And it hurts a lot. So. I yell at her. Get away from me. What are you doing? You're going to hit my bike. So she doesn't listen. She doesn't back off. She just keeps telling me to get off the bike, get off the bike, get off the bike. I tell her again, back off or I'll shoot. Now, she's still not She backed off a little bit, but then sped up again. So now, as I'm saying this, I am now reaching into my backpack, reaching for the gun, and I pull it out. I pull out that Springfield XD40 cal and I point it right at her fucking windshield. I am still to this day so glad that this turned out the way that it did and not the way it could have. Because I don't know if you know much about guns. Nine millimeters have an opportunity. To bounce off windshields. 45s have a ton of kick. I wanted something that could bust through a windshield. And had barely any kick. The guy sold me the 40 cal. So I had the 40 cal. Just in case I needed to shoot a windshield. So I know. That that bullet was going to go right through who windshield. So as she's pulling up to me again, like I said, I don't know what made me do this. But instead of having it pointed at her, when I went to go fire the gun, I lifted, I lifted it up. So now I'm pointing over her roof. I'm pointing in the air, right? And I let off Now mind you, there is a gas station, an empty construction, 40 cal in the air, yelling and screaming, revving of engines, horn blasting, all of a sudden you hear, boom, boom, everybody's head on a swivel in that gas station. Two rounds go off. She basically slammed on the brakes because obviously she was taking me very seriously at that point. I do not know where those bullets ever landed. All I know and all I'm thankful for is that they hit nobody. So now I've discharged my firearm twice in the air. She is backed off. Everybody at the gas station is on red alert, and I have now pulled off on the side of the road into the woods just past the gas station. I'm sitting there laughing because I'll be honest with you. That was probably the coolest fucking feeling I've ever had, and to hear a gun out in the open and not in a firing range it was pretty much exactly how I always imagined it being. Still not proud of it. Don't do this. I'm telling you right now, do not do this. There'll probably be warnings throughout this whole entire story. So now I'm in the woods. I'm standing there, right? Standing there in the woods. And she still thinks I'm going to kill myself. Okay, We can't forget about that small little piece. But Now, I'm in the woods, and I am taking out the clip, right? Because now I've fired my gun off in public, and my brain kicks into, um, I don't know what that, I don't know, it's survival mode almost, or um, oh shit, that probably wasn't a very good idea mode. And then I'm like, what am I going to do? There's a there's a round in the chamber, but I didn't want to like pop it out, and fucking put it back into the clip. So I just pointed at a tree, and I fire it, and I put the clip in one pocket, and I put the gun in the in in the bag, so they're separated, right? And I walk out of the woods. I'm laughing. I am laughing. I am just smiling ear to fucking ear. And I turn and look, and she is in front of her car, on her knees, bawling. I mean, like I just shot myself. She thinks that there's a body in the woods. And lo and behold, I just come out like, ha, 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 ha. What the fuck is your problem? ha, 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 ha. And I get on my bike, and I ride away. (laughs) And I ride the fuck away. Um, Now I'm heading back to my apartment in Pinnacook. We are very close. I get down to the main entrance. I grab the bike. I bring it upstairs with me. I go inside the house or the apartment, whatever you want to call it. Shut and lock the door behind me so nobody else can get in. I make sure downstairs is all locked up so nobody else can get in except for tenants. I then start cleaning my gun. I take it all apart, take the whole gun down, barrel, clean it. Every bullet's being pumped out of the uh, clip. They're all being wiped down, they're all being put into boxes. The clip's being wiped down. It's put into its part of the holster in the case. The gun is put back together. And it's now oiled, clean. And it's put back into its case. And I lock the fucking thing up with the bolt lock. And slide it back under my bed. Where I usually keep it. Now, granted, I never kept it like that the entire time I owned it. It was always locked, loaded, and under my pillow. I... Walked around with this thing like I had a license. Let's put it that way. So I get that all said and done, right? I'm like, cool. I grab a few things. Probably smoked a joint. Who knows? Maybe just grab some cigarettes. I walk back downstairs, open the door, and walk down the stoop. All right? I got my bike. I'm ready to go. I was going to go on another bike ride. I mean, fuck, let's just make this chaos last, right? I look around, and now, my now wife is... I see her in the distance. I'm like, what's that? And then my attention goes in front of me. So she's off to the right. I see somebody else off to the right. I look ahead of me and I see another person walking towards me. Except this person, I could see a little bit clearer, and he's wearing Kevlar chest vest. He's wearing Kevlar helmets. He's got a big old fucking shotgun or rifle in his hand. I was like, "Huh. What's this guy up to?" And then I look to my right. Right, left, center, right. And I notice another guy wearing the same shit. I was like, what the fuck is this? And I'm not thinking correctly at all. So all of a sudden, a guy that was in front of me gets really close to me. And then he's got the gun pointed right in my direction. I'm like, oh, shit. He looks at me and he says, what's your name? Like yelling it. What's your name? I go, Christopher? He goes, what's your last name? I go, Conderman. He goes, get the fuck on the ground now. I was like, holy shit. I dropped faster than a sack of potatoes. It was just sprawled. It was no, it was, it was, it, the bike flew over backpack still on sprawled out as if I was doing a sprawl in jujitsu. So I'm all sprawled out on the ground. They cuffed me, um, pat me down. And at that time I forgot the brass knuckles were in my back pocket, which is why I still miss them today. (laughs) fuck so mad i i took care of the whole fucking gun and i couldn't put the brass knuckles back in the underwear drawer where i got them from i only brought them out because i i thought like shit was gonna go down and then it didn't and then it did and then they were useless i was a little bummed i'm still bummed about those i mean they were beautiful um so they found the brass knuckles they put me in the back of the wagon or the cruiser And now I'm getting driven away. I now see my wife, uh, my now wife, and she's, you know, kind of like, what the fuck happened? You know what I mean? Like, she was was like, it was just supposed to be a normal day. What happened? I was supposed to come see you, and now you're being driven away by police, and there's police. Like, she got through the barricade somehow. I don't know how she got through the barricade because my ex-girlfriend couldn't even get through the barricade she couldn't even get through it so i'm like ugh. so they drive me away not only did i see her but i saw my co-worker i saw my ex i saw them all i was i was leaving you know they they were way up here on on the main road and somehow my uh, wife managed to make it down into the actual parking lot so I am now in processing uh, they put me on suicide watch uh, they leave me in the cell uh, what seemed like forever because you can't even have socks in there so there's literally just a hospital gown and that's it and you couldn't even tie it they cut the ties like any I could have taken the gown off and like choked myself out with it but then I'd just be naked. That would just be weird. Like I said, I wasn't suicidal. I was just fucking drunk and angry with her. And I wanted the fighting to stop. And guess what? I can't fight with anybody in there. So it was a great place for it to stop, right? No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. Um, Yeah. So su- suicide watch for 48 hours. Uh, Once they realized I was no longer a danger to myself, they moved me, um, gave me some clothing instead of the hospital gown. So now I am locked up and have no idea what is going on with my shit. So I get a hold of my parents um, once I'm allowed to make a phone call find out that my now wife is watching my place not only is she watching my place she's been coordinating things with my parents and filling them in on all the information not my not my girlfriend or my ex-girlfriend my fling at the time like we haven't we didn't even make anything official until October right it was like October August, September, it was between September and October we made things official. So we weren't an official, and she is doing all of this for me. I, I mean, this is just the one of the reasons. I mean, there are so many more reasons, but this is one of the reasons why she's my wife today, right? Anybody who's going to die by your side, that uh, you're right or die, I mean, they're out there. They are out there. I believe that shit. I know it. I'm living it. Um, So she's working shit out with my parents. Um, uh, Yeah. So she's watching my place. She's coordinating with my parents for phone calls. And uh, the phone call situation would be I would call her collect at my parents' house. And she would be at my parents' house to talk to me every day. I was in jail. Every fucking day I could call her. And it was sometimes twice a day. She would come home after work. We would just talk on the phone for hours. because it was the only thing I had. And she didn't mind being stuck at my parents' house. So it worked out really well. My ex was not even on the visiting list. She had no access to my shit. My parents did not like her at all. So... This was the best case scenario for everybody not in jail. You know what I mean? For my parents, for everything going on. She did try to call, uh, but jail said she couldn't. So she went and fucked my coworker. Ah. <laughs> uh, ah. Uh. And that's one of the main reasons I call him this. I don't hold a grudge against them anymore. Congrats for you. You know what I mean? But at the time, being 27, being the oldest of the three of these people, because I always had a tendency to hang out with people that were a couple to five years younger than me, um, you know, it really hurt. I don't know why it hurt because... I treated her the way I was treating her. But when she went and did it to me, it was an issue. And I had an issue with him. Like it was his fault that she, you know what I mean? It takes two. And I know this now. I've learned so much from all of this. And I've learned so much over the last five years that I know holding a grudge is worthless. And I see what he did as a favor to me. Because they're not together anymore. He got it out of his system. It got me to let go of her and move the fuck on with my life. So for that, I'm thankful. Right? Now I'm just waiting to get out. I'm waiting for my trial. I get to live at my apartment with my wife. She she, not my wife, but she is. She is now staying with me on a regular basis. And I got released on pretrial. Now, if you don't know what pretrial means, it means no drinking, no drugs. And you have to stay right here. Right where, wherever they tell you you got to stay, you got to stay right there. You can't go anywhere. And You could go some places to like the store and stuff, but it was between specific hours. And they would make it so that you had to uh, be home at specific hours because they could stop by anytime they wanted, drug test you, make sure you're not drinking, and then move on. So you're basically in lockdown at your house, kind of like COVID. A week goes by, uh, I'm getting antsy, Uh, I'm like, they haven't even stopped by, let's get some booze. And she was hesitant, of course, Uh, so I convince her, I do, I turn her around. I say enough convincing things that she gives in because she's a big drinker, too. We go and get liquor. And, of course, they stop by. I fail the breathalyzer and get locked up again. It was a, ho- a long holiday weekend. So now I broke pretrial. I could have I lost my bail. I could have been thrown in jail for a lot longer. I get out again. My lawyer says, do not do anything else or I really can't help you this time. Because she already said that. Before I broke pretrial, she was like, don't get in any trouble or I won't be able to help you. And then I broke pretrial. Well, she ended up saying it a second time. And was like, okay, this is very serious this time. I will not be able to help you at all if you do it again. So now I have to be on my best behavior and we have to go to trial. So we're going to put a pin in that and check out a few things. August 14th, 2007 multiple Concord police department officers at Bosco and police department officers were called to two Penwood drive apartment eight dispatch advised at this location. There is a suicidal subject that is in possession of a loaded firearm. And he has also shot the firearm off earlier today. Upon our arrival, the road sergeant, Thomas, uh, set up the command post at Apple House Furniture. He was instructed to use to secure the perimeter of the building, and once it's done, he will attempt to make contact with the subject. Sergeant Thompson then assigns me to the front side of the building and stepped the top floor center window wi- and is his window. Oh, so they were pointing out my window. While we were walking to our designated positions. Sergeant Thomas put out the name and description of the suicidal subject, Christopher Conderman. White male, brown hair, 5'10", green t-shirt, blue jeans, and white sneakers. I wonder what would have happened if I changed my clothes. We, we all signed off at our designated positions, and I could see that the front blinds were open everywhere. Every once in a while, I could see in front window shaking, but I couldn't see what was causing the shaking. Sergeant Thomas came over to the radio, and he said that he was about to make the phone contact with Christopher Conderman right after Sergeant Thomas st- stated this. A white male subject f- matching the description of Christopher excited the south end of the entrance to the building with a white, with a mountain bike. I like how I excited it. I drew down to the subject and ordered him to stop right now. Then I ordered him to place his hands on top of his head. The subject placed his hands on top of his head and looked at me in disbelief. I am, I asked him if his name was Christopher Connerman and he said, yes, I again ordered him to the ground He leapt on the ground when the other police officers started approaching. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Officer Ball with the Bosco and Police Department then handcuffed and searched uh, searched Christopher because he was uh, designated handcuffs and search officer for this call. While... He was doing this. I kept Christopher under control, and the other officers were covered down on the apartment and safety purposes. Uh, At this time, I could smell the odor of alcohol beverage coming from Christopher's mouth. Officer Ball then pulled a set of brass knuckles out of Christopher's rear pants' pockets onto the pavement. We did not locate the firearm. Aha, you see? Uh, Christopher was, we asked, where's the firearm? He said, I said, "Uh, it's locked in the gun box on the coffee table in the living room. We asked him if there was anyone else in the apartment. He said, no. Officer Ball took custody of of Christopher temporarily while we searched the apartment for the gun. I located the gun on the coffee table where Christopher said it had been. It was unloaded and locked up. I took custody of the firearm, and I was asked then at, tasked to take custody of Christopher. Sergeant Thomas asked me to transfer Christopher uh, to Concord Hospital to seek medical treatment uh, for his medical health issue. Well, I'll tell you one thing, man. I do not remember going to the doctors. So there's, there's a little thing. I do not remember going there. I'm pretty sure they did. I'm pretty sure it happened. I do not remember. That's probably what, you know, that's probably when they were uh, trying to see whether or not I was suicidal. And the doctors were like, well, we can't tell in this condition. He's barely functioning. Um, At Concord Hospital, Christopher stated that he was feeling suicidal and shot some rounds off earlier today in front of his girlfriend because she would not leave him alone. Christopher said he showed her gun, her the gun. And then he fired the rounds off, hoping she would leave him alone, but she didn't. The River River Council, she would not see Christopher until he has sobered up because his BAC level was .017%. Uh, She then filled out the prayer and complaint, uh, and Christopher was discharged from Concord Hospital. Uh, for the late night. Was discharged from the Concord Hospital for the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, While I was transporting Christopher to the police station, he stated he th- this would have been a lot easier if I had just shot him. Christopher stated that he has thought about shooting himself before, but it would have been a lot easier if I had just done it for him. At the station, Officer... Rolavanelli booked the process Christopher from the charge and carrying a uh, selling uh, officer. Rovinelli booked and processed Christopher for the charge of carrying and selling weapons. I don't know what why selling. While I was logged his firearm and brass knuckles into evidence. Oh God, I fucking missed those. Can I have them back, Lieutenant Nicholas? advised me that Bail Commissioner R. Tucker set no bail with the Concord District Court date of August fifteenth, two 2007. At a 1,000 hours, Lieutenant Nicholas then asked me to look into the discharging of the firearm when I was returned from jail. I subsequently transported Christopher to the Merrimack County Correctional Facility without incident. Later in the shift, I spoke with my ex. I found out she is the girlfriend to Christopher was, and she was with him while the discharged firearm. Correct. Uh, she started um, with Christopher. Left the restaurant together. Did she come to the restaurant, or is this what she told them? Because I don't remember that at all. I really, th- I thought I was in the restaurant by myself. I'm kind of reading this now. I didn't I didn't look into this earlier. Maybe it's true. Maybe she's just telling Fibs. I do not remember anybody with me at the restaurant. But maybe they were. I mean, maybe they caught up with me. And then that's why I broke off and went into the woods. Because I needed to get away from them again. It's possible. I mean, all of this shit is fucking possible with a drunken mind not knowing no, exactly what you're doing. Um... Uh, she left the restaurant with Christopher together. They were uh, together, and I was. Christopher was riding his bike on Borough Road when she pulled off to the shoulder of the road of the area of New Housing Development. She stated that uh, Christopher pointed the gun into the air and fired off a round. Um, she heard him fire several more shots, but she was not watching where to point them. And I asked... Her, if she could write out a written uh, statement for me. And she declined. Wow. I forgot about that. Okay. So, real quick. Uh, no. It was, for sure, two shots that should have gone through her windshield. That did not. Um, They went, you know, into the air over her. And one shot into the woods, okay? That much I do know is 100% real. It is the most real thing of that entire day to me. Firing off that gun was insane. It was insane to do, and it was just... I mean, you've seen it in movies, you've seen it in videos, and if you've ever fired a gun... In a firing range without earmuffs on. Yes, it is loud, but it's super echoey. It doesn't, it sounds like a cannon outside, like a fucking cannon. I've never seen so many heads swivel so quickly. At this time, a charge of felony reckless conduct was added to Christopher's charges. So that is what I was being charged with. So as you can see, I'm gonna hold it up instead of doing a screen capture. So that is that is me at twenty seven, as you can see, looking pretty fucking drunk. Um, uh, let's see. The brass knuckles, the Springfield XD4. 40 cal and nine hollow points and a case with three mags and the gun lock and the keys was everything that was put into evidence. Um, now we go to court. All right. So as you heard, I have two charges, right? I broke. Um, I, I, I am now going to trial, right? And I already told you how I got locked up. Wife's taking care of everything. I break pretrial, wind back up in jail, and now I'm going to trial for everything. Luckily, uh, this kind of all got put into one big bubble for my court-appointed attorney. This attorney was amazing, okay? I always thought a court-appointed attorney was a piece of garbage, and not the person, but just the fact that they have uh, probably a stack of papers, you know, on their desk of just people. And they're like, I got to get through this. So they just do what they need to do to get through it. And if it works out for the person, it works out. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. This person really cared. She was amazing. I wish I had her name, but it doesn't matter. Um, She may not be practicing anymore. She... Even with the breaking of the pre-trial, she was still, still capable of bringing my felony down to a Mr. Meaner A. Yeah, a Mr. Meaner A for firing a gun off in public, endangering people's well-being. Mr. Meaner A is what I got it down to. I had to give the gun to my dad. My dad had to sell the gun. And I think I got that over here. Uh, my dad ended up uh, getting it. Um, now, mind you, my first court date was October 17th of 2007. Um, my dad got the gun and sold it for $200. $200. $200. And then I had to go through two years worth of shit. Two years. I had to return to the Superior Court um, to get cleared. I had to go to anger management. I had to be um, on probation. It was supposed to be probation for like... Three to four years. Um, I think I did it in under two. I just. I used my wife. That's why she's my wife. She helped me through all of this. If it wasn't for her, I don't know where I would be today. If it wasn't for a couple of my good friends, I don't know where I would be here. Be today. But it's because of her. That I started really changing my life in 2000, late 2007, early 2008, when I had all of this shit that I had to get done. So let me see real quick. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. So, yeah, I had to go to counseling for months, which was uh, a thousand, uh, which was seven hundred and fifty six dollars. And then court fines uh, were up over uh, $1,500. And then you go through months of uh, counseling. Then you have anger management classes, hundreds of dollars. And then you have, um, oh, shoot, what was the, oh, AA meetings that I had to go to uh, during um, all of this. So I had to do 60 AA meetings that all had to be signed for and accounted for, um, along with all of my certificates, uh, for, um, for doing all of this. So here I'll show you. Oh, I forgot about Concord hospital. I had to go to the Concord hospital too. For the Fresh Start program, which took, it was, it was, uh, I've been accepted into the Fresh Start program for 20 sessions. I completed it in 17. Christopher completed all 17 sessions. We had to cancel three sessions due to snow, which I was so happy for, right? I had to have a letter uh, sent in by my assistant manager in January of eight two thousand eight um, to the court to allow me to work to go back to work. Um, he was also uh, sending this recommendation into so that I could get hopefully a lesser charge. But this is what he writes in two thousand eight. This blew my mind. It still blows my mind today. I am writing this letter of recommendation. For one of my associates, Christopher Conderman. I have worked with Christopher for approximately a year and a half, and through this time, I have seen Christopher personally and professionally mature. Christopher takes great pride in his job on a daily basis. He consistently strives to reach higher level in productivity. Christopher is an excellent communicator. He brings concerns and suggestions to management on a regular basis. Christopher has also assumed a position of leadership role in our store. Christopher takes his time to ensure the new associates are trained properly in basic operational procedures necessary to perform the job. Christopher is a pleasure to work with and is invaluable is an invaluable asset to our team at the Concord Walmart. There is if I could have asked anybody to do this back then I don't think anybody would have. The fact that I got this was amazing. All right, the fact that I completed this. Now, one of the funny things about the Concord Hospital, the Fresh Start program, is they wanted you to come up with a acronym, right? Isn't that it? Where you have a word, but it's got dots in between it because every letter means something else. And me and my friends uh, all had wasted. That's right, W. A-S-T-E-D. You put the periods all in between that. And you get, we always strive to excel daily. They found it a little funny, but they didn't like the wording I was using. Because as you can imagine, I was still talking about drugs and smoking pot and everything else. So that was a funny story. That that was one of the things I remember from that. And then this is the certification, right, for passing that. This is my certificate of uh, anger management. And then, of course, this is my letter um, from the Concord Psychiatric Associates Writing this letter to the above named individual who's been receiving services at this office is eight two nine oh seven. He was scheduled for five monthly appointments, all of which he kept. He completed the treatment recommendations, including taking medication and completing an intensive outpatient substance abuse treatment program and is now in aftercare. Patient has reportedly been maintaining his sobriety and provides in the IOP have confirmed his sobriety and compliance with the treatment requests. Ongoing sobriety maintenance and as well as psychiatric medication management is recommended. Patient indicts uh, agreement with this treatment plan. That's right. I completely agree with all of it. And all of this uh, was done in 2009. So once I got this letter, I got all of these certificates. I then got to go back to the court one more time, show them all my work, let them know that I can be a good boy, I can be uh, a respectable person, I can live amongst the civil. Okay, so uh, this all ended February 18th, 2009. Please be advised that on 210 2009 judge. Nicolisi made the following order relative to motion to terminate probation granted. So 21809 and this all started august fourteenth of two thousand seven. I mean this is what drinking. Drugs, guns, and stupidity can do to your life. It puts a nasty mark on it. Now, you're probably wondering, well, if you didn't get the felony charge, what happened to your gun rights? I'll tell you what happened to them. My gun rights were forfeited. They were not... Uh, kept from me, I had to sign a piece of paper stating that I would not try to buy a firearm in the state of New Hampshire for 10 years. Because I wasn't a felon, I could still buy them. But I never tried that out. I still haven't bought a firearm today. You know what I mean? I don't know what's going to pop up. I'm still a little worried about it. Out of everything, all my stories, right? Sometimes they're a little funny. Sometimes they're kind of gross. But I'm just hoping that you learn from my mistakes. Because this was my biggest mistake. It could have been so much worse. But that's it. That is how I fired my gun off in public, um, and almost killed. well, almost attempted to kill my girlfriend or ex-girlfriend, but wild times, you know, all that drinking, it's just not good. And I'm not saying this is going to happen to you, but if you're on this path, this is where it leads and no matter what i just you know i hope that you learn that no matter what happens you should always clean your gun <laughs> uh that fucking threw him off so much when i did that you know, like it what it's clean that it is that it is That's the podcast, everybody. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Thank you for subscribing. Remember, if you have subscribed already, I appreciate it. Tell your friends, share, pass this thing along, make some comments in the comments section. It all helps the algorithm, and I just need your help to make this thing bigger. If you're new to the podcast, remember to subscribe, right? Click it. Lick it. I don't give a shit. Just make sure you're hitting that subscribe button. Hit the like buttons if you're enjoying those videos. Share, rate, review, and comment. That helps drive this thing to the public eye, makes it bigger. And I need your help to do all of that. All right. If you want to get more involved with the podcast, you want to get some free slow down merch, well, there's only one way to do it. You got to send your email. Uh to T A L K I N Topher at gmail.com. That's talkingwittofer at gmail.com. Just put slow down in the subject line. Tell me your story. And if it gets put out here for the interwebs to enjoy, then you're gonna get yourself some free merch. And again, the official email of the podcast is talkin with Topher at gmail.com. And of course, follow me. I'm on social media, all right? Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and Facebook. Again, that's Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and Facebook. Um, Great way to get some extra content throughout the week. Um, And I always appreciate the follow, okay? Yeah, so I just hope everybody out there is enjoying their Thursday. I don't know what time it is, and I forgot to look up the weather so that I could see what uh i wanted to do that guessing thing again i was trying to do that and i forget so i don't know one of these days i'll get my own format on uh actual format you know what i mean but uh i just hope you're enjoying your thursday um you know enjoy the rest of your weekend and as always i will talk to you later